What's up, everybody? It's Janan. Welcome to the Honest Room. Let's keep it honest. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Honest Room. I'm here with a really exciting person, someone I've been waiting to have, Young KSB. What's good? What's going on? Okay. So, I love the accent. <laughs> Don't we all? I That's the one accent that I would love to be able to teach myself or figure out how I can go get. Yeah, um, I don't think you could get it or buy it. <laughs> I know. Okay, so you're a rapper. I have now finished listening to all of your music that's on Spotify three times. So I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm in this thing. Like I have so many questions. But Let's I guess the first, the first question I have for you is what got you into rapping? So I've answered this question a thousand times. Uh, <laughs> what got me into rapping was, well, at first I didn't want to be a rapper. I wanted to be a wrestler. And then I had, when I was eight, I think I was eight at the time. I think I was eight, eight or nine. I first saw Lil' Kim. The first time I ever seen who Lil' Kim was was, you remember, I don't think you might know this song, but Trick Daddy got this song called Sugar. And Lil, you know that song? Yes. Yeah, Trick Daddy Sugar with Lil' Kim and CeeLo. That was the first time I ever saw who Lil' Kim was. And I liked it. And so, I had, I used to get on, like, the YouTube and stuff, and I used to look at her videos and everything. Then I started watching 106 in Park. And I used to watch 106 in Park every goddamn day. Like, every day I got home from school, every day. I was always on 106 in Park. And so, it's like, when you see, like, the rappers and stuff coming on now, you see the lifestyle, I got attracted to it. And so, I would say 106 in Park did it. Lil' Kim and Biggie. That's, like, my two big people. And that's kind of, that's really it. Like, that's that's what made me want to be a rapper. Okay. I like that. And I could f- I feel like that's probably a question that everyone would ask you. So mm-hmm. okay. So really? Okay. So my top question for you is at the top of my list. So I just gotta what exactly is a hoochie papa? Okay, so hoochie papa. That was inspired by baby boy. Okay. So you remember how Jody, how Jody used to take Yvette's car. He was fucking Yvette. He was fucking this big other baby mama. He was fucking other girls. He was still living with his mama house, living by his mama, going back and forth. Jody was a hoochie papa. You know, they got the hoochie oh. mama who be the hood rats. Jody was the hoochie papa. He was like the fucking male hood rat. And so I'm like, hmm. So I, I, you know how they have the city girls and everybody who be um the female rappers, how they always rap about using niggas for what they want. And so I was like, okay, y'all gonna rap about that. What if I rap about? Because I don't think no dudes do this. So let me put a spin to it and let me say what the fuck I want from y'all and what y'all need to get with me. 
And so that's why I was like, I'm a hooch probably be every type of nigga that you love. Take you to my mama crib. That's my favorite place to fuck. Fuck boy of the year. It's like I want the hooch stamps. You gotta pay for my haircuts, all that. Like that's what I want. I'm like I'm the hooch pop. So yeah, Jody inspired that. <laughs> okay, so I'm sitting here, my jaws on the ground, because now I'm like the song makes so much more sense. Mm-hmm. Like, it made sense. Like, I got what you, like, I got, like, the, oh, the girls be saying this, so I'm going to flip it and say this. I got that part. But now, like, now I'm imagining Jody <laughs> as I'm here, and I'm like, oh, shit. He was a hoochie problem. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I don't think oh. nobody ever say, I think I'm, I might be the first person to invent hoochie papa because I've never heard anybody call themselves that. I've only heard Hoochie Daddy. I've never heard Hoochie Papa. And I was like, Hoochie Papa actually sounds a lot better. Mm-hmm. It do. So, wow. So that's actually a perfect segue. <laughs> the project's name is, I would say, mm-hmm. Duty Gabor. Yeah, that's that's right. Okay. But can you say it with your accent? Because I'm sure it sounds better that way. It's Duty Gabor. Ding. Okay, it does sound better that way. <laughs> what duty? Like, what does that mean? Duty is that's my childhood nickname. So, like, my grandma and grandpa they gave me that nickname because they say like when I was like I think I was like one or two or one. I don't know what age I was. I was like an infant or something. And it was like every time I was shit, I would make a face. A certain type of face, and it was like they started calling me duty. And so, growing up, and when people didn't know my name, they called me duty because they hear my people's calling me that. And so, it's like they called me duty, do do, do. Uh, so it's like that was like that's been my nickname since I was like little. And so, Gabor came from. So people, a lot of like my fans and stuff who, well, I don't say fans. I don't think nobody's a fan of me. My supporters who um follow me. So they should know that I'm very much into old Hollywood. So I like, if I had a chance to pick what era in life I wanted to be famous in, I want to be famous in the 50s and 60s. And so I feel like that, that era of fame that was like real stars that was real celebrities people who had glamour people who carried themselves right people who spoke well who was intelligent who all they they was just like the whole fucking complete package then you had the black and white pictures and stuff like that shit was fucking fire so gabor came from the gabor sisters um you may know them, you may not. They was kind of like the the Gabor family was like the Kardashian family of old Hollywood. So Jaja Gabor, Ava Gabor, Magda Gabor, Jolie Gabor, who was the mom. And Jaja Gabor is my favorite. You may know her from Lil Kim's No Time when she says "Stick you for your cream and your riches." Jaja Gabor, Demi Moore, Prince Diana, and all them rich bitches. So yeah, she was like. She that's like Paris Hilton's great 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 aunt because she was married. Her second husband was Paris Hilton's great grandfather, and she had a oh. kid. With, so she had nine husbands all together, and she just died like four years ago. She was ninety nine when she died. You said how many husbands? She had nine. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, I like this. She had nine. Um, the older sister had six. The younger sister had five. And the mama had three. Yeah, they, they was like serial wives. <laughs> I like that. Hold on. Because that's, that's, when I think old Hollywood, I think my first husband died. So I just went and got a new one. And then he died. And I just... It's so funny because like it's so funny that you say that because like if you watch I always post like interviews of her and there and them they, they like they very fucking intriguing they real as fuck. They was like Hungarian, but she said like Jaja said like anytime she had a husband if she get bored with them she divorced him and she go and she go marry somebody else. So that's kind of really what it was. And they like only married that. rich men. They never married nothing more than rich men. I like, and I respect that. Oh, wow, yeah. you just put me on. You just put me on to something. Now I'm about to go look at interviews and shit. You would love Jaja Gabor. Okay, so duty the childhood name, and then Gabor for the classic old Hollywood reference. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm really like talking to you. It all makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it does. I'm sorry. Like listening to music, I've now became like so intrigued. So now talking to you, I'm like, wow. Okay. I'm not like yeah. everybody. Very different. So now, I guess a good question is: You have a very sexual tone to your music. Mm-hmm. Is that like a reflection of your life or is that like fantasy that you're into or how do you get to that level it, of sexual energy? It's like it's like half and half. Um, of course, my biggest inspiration being Lil' Kim. So it's like people, a lot of people don't know like my one of my biggest goals going into it. Because at first when I first started rapping, I didn't rap like that. I was rapping. I was kind of trying to impress like the straight crowd, and mm-hmm. so like I was, I would rap hard and real fucking overly aggressively lyrical. <laughs> and I feel like people don't. Yo, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I love that. Like I love when people define it as that. <laughs> what you say? Hard. I love when people define it as hard and over aggressively lyrical. Yeah, that's how I was at first. Because, like, people think I just can't. People think, like, the um, the fucking rap fairy just waved his wand and just hit me with it last year, and I just came out the fucking sky. That's not what happened. I had been around because, like, I think I started in 2015. I started recording because I, I was broke. I had to give me a job. So <laughs> I could, <laughs> I had just graduated high school. So, like, I was working at McDonald's. I was taking my money and recording. But I had a lot of music that I didn't like, and like the quality of it was fucked up. So I never, I was always recording and not putting stuff out. And then I finally put some shit out in 2018. I had dropped three videos in 2017, and it just went from there. But yeah, I was rapping hard and lyrical. And I noticed, I'm like, damn, this people not really fucking with me. And so I had a conversation with somebody, and it was like, you know, your music not going to do nothing until you be real with who you are. And I was like, what the hell do you mean by that? And so 
I took I took the advice, but I, I didn't take it until like a year later. Well, I took it that, that year the person told me, which was 2018, when I put a mixtape out that's not really on streaming platforms no more. Um, I kind of took like a, a gay approach. So I was kind of warming myself up for it, but I wasn't really into it as much. And then Slob On My Ass came about, and that just catapulted me into the sex symbol. And I was like, well, damn, this, was not, this wasn't my intentions. I was just trying to see what the fuck it was going to, what it was going to sound like. But yeah, with Lil' Kim being my, my biggest inspiration, I wanted to be as marchy, as nasty as she is. I want to be the male version of her. And so that's kind of like where it comes from. Like I want to, I, I, I love being a sex symbol. I think I sell sex very well. Um, not a lot of gay rappers can do that. There are some people who can't really be sexy or sell sex. It's just not them. They can't do it. But I have the ability to, I can be both ways. I can appeal to a straight crowd and I can appeal to a straight, a, a gay crowd. So it's like, I got like the best of both worlds. <laughs> okay. Cause that is actually a perfect, for me to ask this question. You do have that sexual energy with you. And I can see the Little Kim influence. Mm-hmm. Where do you draw a line and how much of the image is selling sex? Or where do you draw a line and what's sexy and what's over sexual? Or do you draw that line? I don't draw the line. Um, I just feel like if you're sexy and you know you can sell it, like how she was, like with the hawk with the squat and stuff. I don't think that was too much. It was perfect. No other female rapper was doing that. And so it's like you come in and you switch every fucking thing around and not everybody want to do what you did. And so I don't think it's a line that there needs to be drawn. I feel as if every gay rapper brings something different to the table. Uh, there's clearly none of them are like me. I'm not like any of them. Everybody's different. Well, I do believe that when it comes to anybody else who looks up to Lil' Kim, nobody can fill her shoes but me. That's just that simple. Everybody else. Have you gotten a chance to be Lil' Kim? Have I got a chance? Yeah. Um, What do you mean by that? Like, have you met Lil' Kim? Oh, have I met her? I thought you said, did I get a chance to be her? <laughs> no. Oh, I've, no. Oh, gosh, no. I've never met her. That's like one of my dreams to meet her, though. I think I will. I think we're going to cross paths sooner or later. I have something up my sleeve that nobody knows that's coming. And no other, no dude in general has done what I'm about to do for her. And so it's going to be really crazy. I love little Kim. Um, she's a close family friend. Oh, okay. So I like I was like, oh wow, okay. Like, yeah, I met I her actually, artist, though. I met Tiffany Fox last year. I like Tiffany a lot. Yeah, I met her because I have a one of my close one of my good friends. He's a celebrity hairstylist, and he out uh, like he's owned with plenty of hair salons and stuff, and he does Tiffany hair. And so, like, I was at the line, chilling and things, and then she came, she got her hair done. So I met her. And she's very cool down to earth. 
very like chill. She's not big headed or none of that. She's like a regular person. Um, he also does Kaya hair. I met Kaya through him. Um, Kaya is his. I best wanted to meet Kaya. Yep, I was fucking in first grade. That is his best friend. We actually, all of us, my birthday was in July. Um, the day after my birthday, what, the day before my birthday, the birthday weekend, um, me, me, my friend Javon, Kaya, and one of my other friends, we all sat down at a restaurant and ate. And, like, Kaya is very down. She fucking funny as hell. Like, she is, that is, like, that's a real person. The person that you see on social media and stuff, and per- that's not her. Like, she's very fucking, that, she's nice. She, that bitch had a sword. She had, like, this big-ass purse. <laughs> like she had this big ass fuck this bitch like this purse came from the 1700s when George Washington was still alive I was just like where you going with this big ass purse and she was like oh I was like you got a gun in there or something she said no I got my sword in here I got my bear mace and so we thinking you think somebody just playing when they say shit like that right yeah. this bitch pulled a fucking sword out the bag it was a sword and she had the mace and she had a fucking baby glock I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so Kaya really walks around with swords in her purse. I, you know, <laughs> like, you, obviously, I'm, everyone's obsessed with my neck, my back. But then since then, like, the more I see, I've seen her on social media, I'm like, damn, I got to figure out how I'm going to meet Kaya. Like, I'm like, damn. Like, I, you could just, I could just she's tell she's hilarious. Fun. She is a lot of fun. Cause you wouldn't, so, you wouldn't be scared to meet her. She's not like one of them stuck up ass celebrities. Like she's not like that. That's what I'm. She gives me very. If I saw her in Walmart, family member. Yeah, we could mm-hmm. chop it up. Yeah, it'll feel like you're not even talking to the the, the rapper or the, the famous car. You're like you talking to somebody in your damn family. That's how. That's how really. That's how she is. That's how she make you feel. And I think also that is how you have that effect on people as well, because I've seen how responsive people are to you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. talking to you, like you have this like warm energy about yourself. Yeah, other people Perhaps. may say otherwise, but I do. Um, I, it, it's, it's a new Orleans thing. Like when we meet people, we could like, well, first of all, I'm not really like a real friendly type of person. Like I'm very observant. And protective of my surroundings, but when like a person, when a person do encounter me, I could make a person feel as if they've been knowing me for a long time. So I'll make you feel like you know how when you meet people for the first time, you like shy, you don't know what to, you know, you don't want to do too much anyway, whatever. But I'm the type of person where I will make you feel as if you've been knowing me for a long time. So it's like you ain't gotta be shy around me. If you want, you want to have a conversation, we can have a conversation. Want to ask them, you can ask it. It's like that's how I think that's why like my supporters be they be coming to my DMs asking me stuff and I'll be literally having full conversations with them like as if I already know them. Like that's it's, I don't I don't know. Like and I love that because like talking to you right now, like I'm actually a very shy person, but talking to you right now, I'm like, woo, I just feel so free. <laughs> but <laughs> that's funny because I actually have DM'd you a few times and we've talked about you're like music taste, which I love. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that you said, 
Little Commissioner, um, uh, influence of yours because my first thought would have been Foxy Brown. No, Foxy is my second. Okay, but I could see why. You know, no, you know, I'm gonna ask you. I'm, let's, we're gonna flip this. Now, I'm gonna ask you a question. What made you say Foxy Brown? Okay, so I feel like think no, honestly, thinking about it right now, I probably have seen Little Familiar's story a few times, but. I feel like when I actually look, like when I'm clicking and I'm looking, I'm seeing Foxy stuff. Or I think I saw like you having a conversation with her. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, when I was posting up for Halloween, she was replying to me in the DM. Yeah. So, but I didn't like read the conversation, but I saw that there was a conversation. So I'm, I was thinking it was like, I love you. You're a like great influence. Oh, yeah. I, had a conversation I, like love, that. I love Inga. I love her. It's like she is her and Lil Kim is my one and my two. That's when it comes to female rappers. They're gonna always be. I don't think no one is better than them. Uh, um I do I, I I would say that when it comes to those two, Kim is the bigger influence, but I would say attitude wise, I have the Foxy Brown attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Oh shit! I have the what Foxy. does that mean? Like, what what does that mean? Like, you know, like even though Kim is dark, also like how she fuck is like you had the the beautiful dark skin bad girl of hip hop, which was Foxy, and so it's like the way she was. Like when you even watch her rap, her mannerisms, like everything is just so fucking hard and bitch. I'm the shit. It's like you. It's like that's that that like I have the foxy attitude. You definitely give me from watching and talking to you now that you understand the level of talent that you're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that because it's well warranted. Yeah. It is. I like I'm just so I'm fascinated by you. Oh gosh. Mm-hmm. And for I people like who don't know, and for people who don't know, so let me get this out real fast. Foxy Brown was only sixteen when she came out, so she was a teenager majority of her career. So yes. for everybody, everybody who don't know that, that's a fact. Yes, Bill Nana Foxy was young, very, very. Yeah, he young. just made seventeen when her album came out. I actually, that it's funny that you brought that up because I've always thought that was like fascinating that because she was so raw and so mm-hmm. had so many life experiences. And see, when I be out. posting it on my Instagram story, because I usually I used to post like I always post like music and like music videos and stuff or old Hollywood stuff. Like I'm just I like to keep my fans like intrigued, what my supporters intrigued by what I like. So it's like. I'm not scared to like put post stuff and all the other things. But I remember one time I was posting like Foxy's whole like videography, like all her videos, and I was putting the year and her age. And I had people that was older than me DM me like, damn, I thought she was a grown ass woman. She was only this old. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> her mouth was grown, but she wasn't. <laughs> it's funny because I like I said, I've watched your story, and I think we've had a, we had a conversation one time. You, it was you were, it was a mill and somebody else you were posting. Queen Pin. Queen Pin. I think I yep. did like a little verses. Yeah, it was a mill. Yeah, 
And I, it actually put me on the Queen Pink side. They both are the top ten female rappers ever. Never change. My top ten has been the same since I don't know how long. It ain't never gonna change. Them two gonna always be in my top ten. I love them. <laughs> well, now I have to ask you, what is your top ten? Uh, my top ten female rappers: number one, Lil Kim; number two, Foxy Brown; number three, Mia X; number four, Ghetto Twins. That's like the New Orleans. Right? Um, number five, Remy Ma. Number six, Jackie O. Number seven, LeChat. Number eight, Emil. Number nine, Queen Pen. Number ten. Number ten is always like that soft spot because it'd be like it'd be so many, but I always had to narrow it down so that less like who deserves my number ten spot because it's a lot of y'all bitches. But number ten. And it's never going to change, no matter who comes into the world, who comes into the picture. I don't care. Number 10, I give that to Azalea Banks. Oh, shit. This, it's such a different top 10. Yeah. And it was a couple of the girls I haven't heard of before. Yeah. Um. Wow. Because you can tell a lot about people based off the music that they listen to in their free time. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually, like, I'm digesting that and I'm like, okay. Okay. I'm not going to ask you about some of them right now. I'm actually going to hit you in the DM though, because I would like to hear some music from the New Orleans artists that you just said, because I've never heard of them before. Oh, you may have excellent ghetto twins. They from New Orleans. You never heard of them? I've heard of me X before. Um, so slap on my ass. Mm, yeah. How did you like? What were you just sitting down one day? You were like, "This will be wild." Let me say that. Or like, how did you get on a thought process of something I like remember, that? I remember to say. I remember the day I wrote it. It was last year in February. Um, I think it was either February 6th or 7th when I wrote that song. Oh, shit. I was off from work. And I was just right. I was listening to beats. And I was like, I I was listening to 3-6 Mafia slob on my knob. And then I was listening to the chat slob on my cat. And I'm like, okay. Let me see what I can do. And so this was like, I was brainstorming. I'm like, okay, I need a song that's going to really like get me out. Like, what the fuck could I do to get me out here? So I just started writing it and I was writing it. I'm like, okay, he said slob on my knob, like call on the car. And then she was like, slob on my cat, get it nice and wet. And I'm like, okay, I can say slob on my ass, eat it from the... And that's how it just happened. And I just kept going back and forth and I was writing. I feel I wrote the song in like 15 minutes and I was like, okay, cool. This is so not me. I don't really rap like this. But I called my homeboy Q, who um he mixed and mastered music and he recorded his own music. He was a singer. And he stayed like 45 minutes from me. This was in Illinois. And so I had caught a lift and got out there. I recorded, I remember recording the song. His boyfriend was in the room dying laughing. 
And I was in the closet. I didn't hear him because I was recording it. And he was like, you don't hear that? I was like, no. He's like, he in the room fucking laughing. He can't everything you saying. And I was like, bro, this shit is so embarrassing. And so it was just, it was funny when the recording process was funny as hell because it wasn't, I wasn't used to like talking like that and rapping like that. That shit was crazy. And so when we got done, he mixed and mastered it. I put it out. And when I put it out, it was like a month later, I had like 7,000 Apple Music streams. That was the first time I ever hit that fucking much. I was like, damn. Because I was, I was dropping it in people's Instagram DMs, their Twitter DMs, Facebook DMs. <laughs> so, it's like, was promo, man. They was catching on to it because it's like, what would you do if someone drop a song in your DM and you see slob on my ass? You gonna you gonna click it to see what the fuck this talk? What what is this? So I feel like the title itself got people attention. Like, oh, what the fuck is slob on my ass? Let me listen to it. I got you. I got your views just like that because you do you you saw the title and it made you want to listen to it to see what, what the fuck am I talking about? And so it's like people started. Dancing to it, shaking the ass to it, recording themselves, sending me the videos. I was posting the videos in my story, and like it was just traction. It was just gaining traction, like day after day. I'm like, I never got no fucking buzz before. This is the first time this shit is happening, and so I was never gonna do a video because I didn't know how. The song was never supposed to be an ass shaking song. The fucking supporters made it that. And so my friends was like, you got to do a video. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do with this song. What the fuck am I going to do with this? And it was like, just do something ghetto. And so I had went to Atlanta. Well, yeah, I came to Georgia. I was in, we shot the video in Riverdale. And I had my friends, they danced on the steps. We just did what we did. And then I put the video out like the next day. And it was a wrap after that. We woke up the next morning. That shit was everywhere. Okay. So let me tell you my experience with that song because I actually think it's a full, very full circle moment having you right now. Um, that was actually one of the first songs that, or the first song I've ever heard in my life about a like <laughs> that type of subject matter. Yeah, and mm-hmm. one of my friends actually sent it to me, and she was like, "Oh my god, listen to this, listen to this." And I remember seeing the title. I'm like, "Slap on my ass. like, what is girl? What did you say? Like, it's a porn." And I remember listening and being hooked. Like, oh my god! <laughs> so, and then I remember seeing like the ass shaking videos. I was like, "Okay, like, okay, I get, like, I get it." So, thank you for that experience because that really opened a lot up for me. You welcome. So, after you did slap on my ass, we're like. Because that was obviously a change for you. What that success made you want to keep going in that direction, or was there ever a thought of, "Damn, this was supposed to be a joke"? It was supposed to be. Um, um, it was supposed to be basically just me just trying to step away from what I'm used to. Like, okay, let me just have fun. I'm always being serious. Let me just have fun with something. Cause I had put an EP out like the month before I recorded "Stop on My Ass" called "What Was Said," and it I thought that was gonna be like my big fucking break. I'm like, oh my god, they gonna love this, and that was like went unnoticed. It got some streams or whatever, and then like "Slob on My Ass" just fucking went crazy. 
So, yeah, it was just me having fun, just trying not to be serious about the shit. That's why when I wrote it, I wrote it so fucking fast. It was, I was like, this shit is just so easy. Rather the whole song about ass eating. Like, it's easy. <laughs> and so, it was just, that's how I went. So, what is next for Young KSB? Like, where do you go from where you're at now in your career? Um... Ah, uh, what's next for me is oh, I'm gonna try to I'm I'm gonna put a project out next year. Um, it's gonna be a new persona. Uh, I have photo shoots coming, more videos, and that's about it. Whatever happens, happens. What's meant for me gonna be meant for me. And I just. I salute everyone who is doing music and that's gay, trying to kick the door down. We all trying to get in there. That's pretty much it. I, l- I look forward to see what um, Osef Parks is going to do with the little Parks Radio Boys. So I'm going to see how that's going to go. I'm excited to see what those nominees look like as well. So I do have this question for you, and we did talk about it briefly in the DMs. Um, so you as a rapper, you are, you have sexual content, you present yourself as sexual. You have also been critical of the line between being sexual and doing sex work a la someone that does OnlyFans. How do you make that distinction? And what led you to that opinion? Um, I feel like to sell sex and um take like photo shoot pictures and stuff. That's that's a part of music. Like that's that's just a part of music. But when you're doing OnlyFans, see, I just feel as if if you're a rapper, why are you doing that? You're gonna tarnish your fucking brain by doing it because we're already gay. Okay, so they don't take us serious like that. You think they're about to take you serious? You online showing your dick and your ass, literally. Jack off videos and all type of stuff. And some of them fucking. And it's like, y'all, there's, you just don't, you don't see that. You're ruining your future for a moment. That's literally what you're doing. You're ruining your future for a moment. Once it's out there, it's out there. And... That's just like, I know last year, or uh, I think it was last year, it was this little singing show that was just that come on Fox, I think. And one of the guys was gay. And they found out oh, that he shit. I know what you're talking about. They found out that he did gay porn. And when they found it out, they kicked him the fuck off that show fast. And I'm like, look what happens. This is what that do. Like, once you do that porn shit, or that only, that's it. It's like, do not go no further than that. Once you put your feet in that type of water, you stay. You might as well stay there because nothing else is going to happen after that. It's done. You're done. You just threw everything you worked hard for away because you want to be looked at. You want to you show your naked ass body completely naked so bad or you want everybody to see you fucking or doing all this other shit. You just threw everything you worked hard for in the fucking garbage. But see, they so dumb they don't think like that. I'm actually smart. I would never do no shit like that. 
knowing that I bust my ass for all these years to get my name and my music to where, to where it's at right now. You think I'm about to get on OnlyFans and show myself fucking and all type of shit? No. This certain shit that you don't do. And these people, these gays, these gays be so fucking dumb these days. They just be stupid. And I feel like they're not thinking logically. They're not thinking right. If you was if you were smart, you wouldn't do that. If you know where you want to go in your future, you know where you want to go in life. You just threw you just threw your future away for a fucking seasonal ass moment. Cause let's stay two years from now. Only fans not gonna be getting fucking talked about. That shit gonna be gone. Yeah, and I feel like it's some monkey see monkey do shit. It's like you saying, no, oh, it's a trend. Everybody doing it. I want to do it too. No, don't do it because everybody else doing it. Have a mind of your own. They don't. They don't have minds of their own either. But I get called wow. the hater. I get called the hater and everything else for for speaking my opinion, which I really don't care. So it's like I'm just trying to be honest with y'all and, and be real with y'all. And y'all look at me like I'm a fucking hater. I'm telling y'all the truth. When okay, only can I be real with you though? Go ahead. So the reason why it came up as a question for me and a weight on my spirit to ask you is because you are sexual. I've heard you reference gay porn stars and your music. So it now that you've explained it, I get I actually get where you're coming from. But when I actually saw you saying it, I felt like I was just so encompassed and this is somebody that rap sexual and talks about um, porn stars and he's not naked, but you know, he's scantily clad. Um, so I think that was where for me as like a fan, that's where I was like, why is he saying this now? It's like people, people analyze that shit too much. It's like, I can rap about whatever I want to rap about. But I it's just because I rap about them, I don't know these people personally. They shit get retweeted on my fucking timeline 24-7. I, I clearly fucking know who they are. I see them bitches too much. So <laughs> it's like you, you can either, you could block people, them bitches still gonna find their way to their timeline. I'd be like, God damn. So it's like that's literally how I know these people. Like they 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 be on my fucking Twitter timeline all the time. I'm like, okay, cool. Like when I did a little uh, collaboration, oh fuck me like fat rabbit killer. Clearly, I see yes. what the fuck he's doing to these people. He's literally destroying them on my fucking timeline every other week. So I'm like, well, damn, this might be a good line. The gays will like this. That's what I'll be thinking when I write that stuff. I'm like, okay, the gays gonna go off for that if I was if I say that. That's that's what it be. I don't be like, oh yeah, when I write this, they're gonna know I'm a porn watcher. Like, no, I know y'all gonna like this fucking line. So it's like I'm gonna just write it. So, so and I think that for me, that's where I was like. Because that was the line that came in my head, like, fuck me, like, fat rabbit killer. And I was like, oh. But I didn't, I didn't listen to that and think, okay, this man sits and watches porn all day. I was like, I think we all who are gay have a general idea of who fat rabbit killer is. Right. And so it was like, that's how that was. Boy, people just take, people, they, be, they be taking it too far, which I really don't give a damn. What anybody's opinion is of me, I really don't care. So it's like, I did, yeah, I write that, I did that, whatever. And I said, I I say what I said about OnlyFans. I'm I'm going to stand on what I said about OnlyFans. And I'm not changing my mind. 
I feel like you're throwing your what you work so hard for. It kills me when I see these rappers do that. I'm like, why the fuck are you? It's like, what the fuck is going through your head? Talk about it and rap about it all the fuck you want. Don't do it. It's like, once you do that, it's not about the music no more. So let me ask you this. If I was to, let's say I made OnlyFans, right? And you seeing my dick, you seeing my ass, you see me doing all type of shit on there. But people and all, when you look at me, are you going to think about my music or that OnlyFans? So... I'm gonna think about the OnlyFans, and I think that you exactly. You don't gotta go no further. You no, you made the point because you are the way you go about things. It's still a level of mystique about it. I don't. I, I listen to your music, and I can think, okay, well, is he really doing this? But it's one thing to think it and be able to click a couple links, websites over, and here it right. is. And this See, is what you're like, doing. It's cool to sell a fantasy, but don't sell that fantasy. That's how I see it, but it's like it is what it is. People, if if they if there's other people who want to tarnish their future for a moment, then that's them. I get like I'm really glad I got a chance to ask you because it what you said makes sense now, and I get it. And wow, yeah, thank you. So my last question for you is. Describe Young KSP music in three words. Mm. Honest, real, talented. Period. Okay, fuck yeah. Okay. And he had a off the dome. Thank you so much for being willing to do this with me and also dealing with the fact that I was obnoxiously late today. I'm so sorry about that. Oh, it's cool. I had so much fun talking to you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It was I actually enjoyed it.